Welcome back to Your Haunted Holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And today we have another listener request. And this is from Selena in the UK. And she requested a place that me and you, Lindsay, have both heard of before, which is the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. And I'm so glad that she sent that request because I had kind of forgotten about it a little bit, but it's definitely a place that we definitely needed to do an episode on, and it has an amazing story. Right. Yeah, we love hearing all of your requests. So, Selena, thank you for reaching out to us. Um, anyone else who's listening, feel free to send us an email, yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com. You can just go to our website to your haunted holiday. Dot com and you can reach out to us there. Any recommendations? You just never know. We might just make an episode out of it. All right. This is your haunted holiday at the Queen Mary. All right. So, Lindsay, I know you know about the Queen Mary a bit, at least. So I'm hoping I'll have some new information for you on this, which I think I actually do. I learned some stuff while I was researching this. One thing that's kind of interesting is it's actually larger than the Titanic. It was, it's like 200 feet longer. So not like massively longer. I've seen some places that say it's two times the size it's not two times the size, but it is bigger, which is kind of impressive. And what the Queen Mary was originally was like a luxury cruise liner leaving out of the UK and kind of like going back and forth for, you know, all these rich people. And it had its maiden voyage in 1936. It was huge. It had two different indoor swimming pools, five different dining halls and salons, a massive grand ballroom. So it was just this fabulous place, you know, for people to to go and enjoy a vacation. In 1936, this ship really just starts with tragedy right off the bat. Oh, no. <laughs> so in 1936, the first captain, and this is the year of its maiden voyage, so I would imagine, you know, it's shortly after the ship takes off. The first captain, whose name is Sir Edgar Britton, actually died of a stroke in his cabin. Mm. So not a great start for the Queen Mary. Then this is really crazy. So in 1939, a few years later, a senior second officer named William Stark was, you know, offered some gin. I think it was from the other captain at the time that he was working with and said, hey, go get the gin out of my room if you want to drink. There's a bottle in there. Well, it turns out this guy grabbed the wrong bottle and drank either. There's a couple different accounts out there. It was either laundry detergent or acid and ended up going into a coma and dying. I wonder how much of it he would have drank. You'd think you'd be able to tell the difference between any of those things and gin. I know, unless he was like somebody who had never had a drink before. I don't know, because if I thought I was pouring out gin and it came out and it looked like laundry detergent, I would immediately know I'm not going to drink this, right? Right, although it does have that kind of like evergreeny smell sometimes. I mean, 
It's not even close. <laughs> who knows? Who knows what laundry determin- detergent was like in 1939? I mean, it could have been more liquidy. I, I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's true. I it's mean, a bit of a stretch. I, I have no clue. <laughs> but these are the things I'm running through in my mind. Which is why I tend to think maybe it was more on the the acid side of things because I feel like laundry detergent, at least what I know laundry detergent to be today. You cannot mistake that for a shot of gin. Acid, maybe you could. Could but you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> until you drank it. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently this guy, William Stark, as soon as he drank it, he felt it. He was like, mm. oh my gosh, I drank the wrong thing. Like he immediately went to go see the doctor, went into a coma, and ended up acid must have been ass i mean if like the detergent like he would have been like ooh, gross wrong thing but acid he would have been like oh wrong thing going to the doctor right i, that's I don't my know guess well so <laughs> this is my my medical opinion <laughs> no not at all so one thing I will say, so the, which is weird because we actually had a similar instance happen in Omaha. So a lot of people in Omaha probably know what I'm going to say, but there is a local theater here that serves food and drinks, and they're really known for their drinks. They actually accidentally served two people the cleaning solution that they run through the beer keg lines. Mm. And so everybody's like, how the heck did they drink that and not realize that it wasn't the liquor that they ordered? But like they just took a gulp without realizing it and immediately got super sick. They had to go to the hospital. So, I mean, I suppose it's possible. And what if, what if, I just thought of this, what if William Stark was already drunk and maybe he was ran out of liquor and decided he needed this other backup bottle of gin and drank it and just wasn't like, you know, paying attention because he was already wasted. I don't know. This is a theory. all good potential theories. Yeah, that's interesting. I like your I, your thought about that theater. So I did hear about that. And it's one of my favorite theaters too. So it's, I'm it's I'm still best. going. You, Absolutely, no, lightning can't strike twice, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a freak occurrence. Totally. So, anyways, so that's the next guy who died. There's also several reports, and this is kind of sketchy. We don't really know exactly, but of people drowning in the first class swimming pool. So supposedly there was a woman in the 1930s who died in the first class swimming pool, as well as potentially a couple little kids, one of which they think was a little girl named Jackie, and then another one was a little boy. So a lot of drownings in the swimming Mm -hmm. pool area, uh, which is kind of interesting. The other thing that I saw was a little girl supposedly, and this is also legend, I could not verify this, but a little girl supposedly was sliding down a banister on the ship and the ship got hit by a wave and so she got knocked off the banister and actually ended up breaking her neck and dying (gasps) on board. Oh my goodness. Yes. And actually, I don't think I said this earlier, but there has been a reported of 49 deaths just on board whoa the ship alone that's crazy i mean one thing i can see like the swimming pool i could totally see that happening i mean i think they really can be dangerous especially with children 
around if they're not you know monitored closely when we were in myrtle beach remember when we were staying at that hotel and there was someone who died in the pool they jumped in and didn't know how to swim and nobody saw this happen or i guess their friends didn't assist yeah so it's very dangerous i really is very dangerous the other thing that i found that i also was not able to validate but i thought it was kind of an interesting story was a a man apparently boarded the ship and he tipped the steward money to go find a willing partner to stay with him that night on the ship like another passenger a willing woman passenger and so the steward found a woman that was willing to like go sleep with this dude in his cabin and the next day the guy doesn't show up to breakfast in the dining hall so the steward is looking for this guy they go check the cabin where he was staying with this woman and he is gone but the woman is there dead in the cabin so apparently this guy supposedly killed this woman in the cabin and then he just disappeared like nobody could ever find this guy again they were like i swear he stowed his bags but like he was never heard of again and they did they have like records of what this guy's name was or not that i could find and i also want to know did this happen when it was at sea because i also could not find like a year associated with it and i'm like if that happens in the middle of the atlantic ocean like you're gonna have a lot of time to find this guy no kidding it was already parked you know at a dock or something like that like the way it's used today in long beach it's not a functioning ship it's really used as a tourist attraction a hotel and that kind of thing that that we'll talk about here in a little bit too Mm -hmm. so i said there was 49 people that apparently died on board the ship but there's actually this crazy story about all these people that died just off the ship and kind of as a result of the queen mary So it started out as this luxury cruise liner, and then in World War II, it was basically taken over and used as a military military transportation ship, and it would kind of go back and forth between the U.S. and Europe to transport soldiers, and they say that it transported approximately 800,000 soldiers over the course of World War II. And they actually painted the ship gray and it was way faster than a lot of those like U-boats and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And so they were having a hard time tracking it and it kind of blended in to the color of the water, I guess, because it was painted gray. So its nickname was actually the Gray Ghost. Ooh. Which is kind of cool. So one of the most tragic things, I think the most tragic thing that happened with the Queen Mary. So when it was doing a transportation run on the way to Europe, it was being escorted by the HMS Carousel, which is a ship that is 20 times smaller than the Queen Mary. And essentially what this HMS Carousel ship was doing is it was sent in front of the Queen Mary to escort it and kind of like zigzag along the path and see if there's any other enemy ships maybe approaching and to make sure that it's going to get to its destination safely. Well, the Queen Mary was moving a little bit too fast and it ended up hitting the HMS Carousel and essentially splitting it in half. Mm-hmm. And there were people that died on the HMS Carousel, just the impact of it alone. 
but also it was kind of like scraped like the two sides of this other ship were like scraping along the sides of the Queen Mary because it got Mm -hmm. split in two and people that fell out of it actually they say a lot of people got sucked into the propellers of the Queen Mary and were chopped up by that so at the time because this was in World War II the captain had orders you cannot stop whatever happens you just have to keep going to your destination so they were not able to stop and try to find any survivors oh my gosh i know all they could do was call the other like surrounding ally ships like the british ships and say hey there's been this horrible accident can you please go back and check these are the coordinates or whatever mm-hmm so they went back to check at, and the Queen Mary just kept on trucking along. Before the accident, there were 430 people on board the HMS Carousel. So still a pretty good sized ship. And only 99 crew members survived and were saved. A lot of people were apparently eaten by sharks, froze to death in the ocean, drowned, got chopped up by a propeller, so 49 Horrible. people died on board the Queen Mary, they say, but a lot more people actually died as a result of a crash during World War II with the Queen Mary. Wow. Yeah, pretty horrible. I cannot even imagine getting sucked into a propeller of a ship. That, I mean, but I feel like if you are eaten by sharks, so much worse. But it was probably Titanic-ish, like where... Maybe the water was so cold, you'd more likely die from that, which also is terrible. But I certainly wouldn't want to be alive for the shark bait situation. No, me either. So the next thing that happened, the the last story of death that I'm going to get into, because I obviously can't get into every death story that happened on this ship, but um, there was a crew member, and I find this so disturbing. So the crew member was a cook on the Queen Mary and apparently there was a lot of Australian soldiers on board being transported at the time of World War II and they were not happy with this cook's meals like they thought his meals were crappy or whatever Mm -hmm. so instead of just being like hey can you add some more salt or something like that they literally put this cook in the oven what turned the oven on and burned him to death (gasps) Yes, this really happened. This cook really? got burned to death in an oven because people weren't happy with his meals. What the heck? How? Okay. So did did they arrest these people? What a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. I know. I have no idea. I would assume some kind of repercussion happened. Right. Well, I will say this. You always know it's a good episode when you're like, I really can't cover all of the deaths that have happened here. (laughs) Right? That's true. And there's been plenty more. I mean, if you think about it, they carried prisoners of war on this ship. When some of the prisoners of war would die, they sometimes would even just toss them overboard, some of the things that I read. 
they had people in the infirmary, of course. I mean, they have almost like a little doctor's office that would be used, you know, for patients that maybe have a virus or an illness, something that they don't want to spread. But mm-hmm. also, you know, as a prison, they used it kind of as a prison too, if they had a prisoner of war there sometimes. So there are plenty of other deaths. Those are some of the more tragic that I covered. But there is just a lot of brutal stuff that happened with the Queen Mary that I really think makes it one of the most haunted locations in the world. Wow. I've seen some different shows and stuff on the Queen Mary, but it's been years. And so I didn't really remember a lot of this stuff. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, so let's talk about some of these hauntings. And of course, you're going to recognize some of what I talked about already, right? So the first one is the first captain of the ship, Sir Edgar Britton, who, if you remember, died of a stroke Mm -hmm. on the ship. So apparently he can be seen in actual uniform around the ship. Sometimes he's actually seen saluting at a flag in the engine room which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's just one figure. And by the way, there are a ton of apparitions, okay? Like any kind of apparition you could possibly think of. I know in some episodes I might say, and they're perfectly solid. Yep, they got those. They also have the Mm. shadowy ones. They have, you know, the cloudy looking ones. I mean, any kind of apparition you could possibly think of has been seen on this ship. So this is like one of those places where you call and you say, hey, can I get the haunted room? They're like, all of them are haunted, but I can maybe get you into one, right? So the whole place is haunted. It's teeming with stuff. The whole place is haunted, but there is a room that I am going to talk about that is supposed to be more haunted, okay? And that's the one that you're going to want to get if you stay here. Although, like I said, every room is haunted. I was watching this one video on YouTube and they weren't in the room that I'm going to talk about, but they still had stuff happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter where you're at. You're going to see something. The next person, the guy who died from 
drinking what he thought was gin but turned out to be poison he can be seen walking on the sun deck and is also in the engine room so there is a lot of activity in the engine room in general kind of like the lower sections of the ship mm-hmm. and you can gain access to a lot of these places when you go on some of the different tours that they have which we'll talk about in a little bit so a lot of the deaths happen down there if you think about some of the the crew members for example i didn't mention this one earlier but in the engine room there was like a steam explosion of some of the pipes and it killed you know several of the crew members just in that one instance alone those things all happened in the lower sections of the ship in like the engine room the Mm -hmm. boiler rooms the bow that kind of thing so those are some of the really haunted places the next place that you're gonna want to look because we talked about those drownings earlier is the pool especially the first class pool That is where you're going to see a number of potential spirits. So two women apparently drowned in the pool at one point. One of the women you can see wearing period clothing like she's in the 30s. So at the time when the ship would have had the maiden voyage. So they think that's the woman that died there. There is also a little boy and then a little girl. And they think that girl's name was Jackie, who they think died from a drowning but again we don't know for Mm -hmm. sure but the little girl sometimes can be seen holding a teddy bear sometimes she's seen actually calling out for her parents there's actually another little girl and i don't know if it's this jackie or not but there are several reports of a little girl so it might be multiple but one of these little girls is seen um, trying to play hide and go seek and sometimes we'll try to play it with if you're in there actually investigating try to kind of play that with you i don't know how that would work Hmm. that's interesting (laughs) she apparently tries to play hide and go seek with the guests so a lot of little kids in the pool area and i know you love that which is totally creepy you know ghost children not children but ghost children are creepy Okay, so tell me if you've heard anything about this in all of your research. But I was listening to another podcast recently. They they were talking about what they call black-eyed children. I don't know if you've heard about this. But basically what it is, it's like a demon that takes the form of a child spirit in order to kind of like trick people into thinking that they're a child. But in reality, this is like a demon. It's like an evil entity. And I've heard on this other podcast recently that some people think that at least one of the spirits in the in the pool area of the Queen Mary may be really a demon just pretending to be a child, which is so scary. That is about the scariest you can get. But no, I have not, I did not see that when I was doing this research. Not to say that that's not valid because there are a lot of little creepy kids that are supposed to be around this pool area in general. So I'm not surprised that something like that, you know, might be out there. But that's interesting. I have heard of the black-eyed children a little bit. I don't know a ton about it, but I find that stuff fascinating. And if you guys would have seen Lisa's face when I was describing this demon child thing, it was the funniest thing. I do not mess with demons. This is No. All right. So anyways, lots of creepy little kids, maybe a demon child in the pool area. So you're going to want to look for that when you guys go there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next apparition that you want to look for is what they call the woman in white. 
and she can be found in the ship's main salon and she's just kind of in a period gown and gliding and dancing to music that nobody else can hear so i kind of get the impression that she's not necessarily a intelligent ghost but more of you know just kind of hanging out residual residual repeating Mm -hmm. exactly One of the other places that you want to go check out is what they call Door 13 in the underbellies of the ship. And essentially what happened, in 1966, there was a crew member, a young crew member, he was 18 years old. They were doing what they would call like a watertight drill. And the best way I could describe this, Lindsay, is, you know, in Titanic, when they hit the iceberg and they're like, shut all the things and all those things like automatically start like reeling down and people are like jumping to try to get out right trying to stop water from continuing to get into the ship exactly so it's like an automatic door that you know there's no stopping it i think if there's a button that's been pushed right okay and it's a heavy steel door well apparently there was some kind of drill where these doors were being utilized and this 18 year old was essentially crushed to death and cut in half by this door during the drill and this door to this day there is a lot of activity around it people say they just feel uncomfortable they can almost feel like a little overheated they can also like hear tapping noises and that kind of thing so this crew member is still there Now, the other haunting to keep an eye out for is, again, in those lower sections of the ship, is the ghost from actually that HMS carousel that they rammed into and all of those crew members died. Apparently, in the boiler room, you can hear screams of what sounds like those people screaming as they were drowning and dying and calling out for help, saying, stop, help, that kind of thing. They're screaming out for assistance. And I get that they had orders, but like, stop and make an attempt. Yeah. That's just horrible. It sounds, it does sound crazy. And also, on the bow of the ship, they say that is where they made the initial contact with the HMS Curacao. And from there, you can actually hear like banging on the walls. And they think that is the noise of the ships colliding and even soldiers kind of like hitting the edge of the the ship as it passed by. Very residual. So something that extremely tragic happened has kind of hung there, you know, stayed there with the ship. It's kind of replaying over and over exactly Very interesting yeah yep and then lastly of course our poor cook who literally got cooked oh so horrible you can apparently still hear him screaming where that old galley was so you can hear him screaming out in pain from that i just can't even imagine being like burned alive like whoever that. did horrible. that oh my gosh i hope they paid what a horrible horrible thing to do All right, so the last place I'm going to talk about on this ship is stateroom B340. And this stateroom has the most paranormal activity of probably any of the staterooms on the ship. This is the one that everybody wants to go stay at. So dating back a while, there has been so much paranormal activity, I think even going back to like the 60s, that guests were complaining so much 
they literally closed the room. Like they mm-hmm. removed all the furniture. They were like, nope, we're not going to let anybody stay in this room anymore. Eventually, you know, the haunting stuff got really popular and people were like, I want to stay in that room. What the heck? They decided to make it like one big suite. And so it's actually a really nice suite on the ship today. And it's got a lot of activity. So let me read just an excerpt off the website about this room. And this is on queenmary.com. If you go look up the stateroom B340. Stateroom B340 has a large volume of recorded paranormal activity with many stories of haunted encounters noted in the ship's logs. Reports date back to the final ocean voyage in 1967 and include complaints from guests staying in B340, claiming that someone was knocking on the door in the middle of the night. Other complaints include bathroom lights turning on by themselves, the sink faucet turning on and off on its own, and unexplained bathroom doors shutting. Some guests have reported the covers of their bed being pulled off while asleep and waking to see a dark figure standing at the foot of the bed. Um, They continue to talk about, you know, how nice the room is. They've upgraded it, renovated it, all these things for you guys to sleep in. But listen to this. This is really cool. In addition to standard hotel room amenities, B340 will supply a chest with unique items available for guests to amplify their overnight haunt experience, including a Ouija board, tarot cards, and a crystal ball. Ooh, how cool. 100%. I'll totally play some Ouija board, like not in my house. All right, so, you know, as you know, this was a ship in World War II, and then it did turn back into a cruise ship again, and it eventually, in 1965, was sold to the city of Long Beach. So that's who owns it today, and they've really turned it into a tourist attraction where you can get tours, but you can even stay in the cabin. So it's not a functioning ship anymore, like it's not going on, you know, actual cruises, it's just permanently docked there but Mm -hmm. it is really cool it's a historic site i've never been there but i would love to go one of the things that i saw on their website Lindsay, in this june if the coronavirus doesn't ruin it for everybody they're doing like this bring your dog to the ship thing where they're having like all these fun activities for dogs they're having like cutest dog competition and like just really fun stuff which is oh my gosh my you know my dream come true both of our dreams come true we love our puppies (laughs) yeah so i would definitely take my dog to that i that's in june if you go to the website queenmary.com if that's something that you're interested in assuming the world is back up and running by then god i hope so All right, so let's get to some of these prices. So an inside cabin, and if you've never been on a cruise, what an inside cabin essentially means is like there's no windows. Like there's no windows to the outside world, right? Those are really reasonably priced. They start at $99 and then based on, you know, some variances like what size bed you get, that kind of thing, they go up to $124. So I think very reasonable. Very reasonable, but I don't know that I... I don't know that I want a hotel room with no window. I know. But, I mean, how much time are you staying in your room? I guess A you, ton. 
I guess to be doing some ghost hunting and stuff, but for the most part, I feel like you'd be running around the ship looking for good. Yeah, that's possible. I think on a real cruise, you're not in your room very much except for like to sleep, but yeah. this is more of a hotel function. Right, that's true. An outside cabin, and when I say outside cabin, that really just means you have like porthole windows. There is no balcony that I was finding on this. So you just have some porthole windows to the outside that I think are functioning. And that ranges between $134 to like for the basic room all the way to $324 for some of the larger suites and that kind of thing. And some of those in that range, Lindsay, include family rooms. So they might have like a king size bed and a twin bed. So you could even bring like your family in those. Totally more reasonable than I thought it would be. I thought it was gonna be a lot more expensive. I completely agree with you. Now, room B340, that includes your Ouija board and your crystal ball and it's the most haunted spot there. It is a suite, mind you. They've restored it to be a suite. That one is $514 a night. Okay, so I think that sounds really cool. And it is listed on their website separately, which again... I love that stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm it a fan of that. It's so much easier than having to call and request special rooms. It really does. So a few different tour packages. They have tours for just about everything, Lindsay. They have non-paranormal tours, but they also have specific paranormal tours. There is one that is totally up our alley. It is called Dining with Spirits. What? And this is basically a three-course dinner in their fancy restaurant. So I'm assuming the food is going to be good. Yeah. And then a ghost hunt after. You get a private you know, ghost tour of the ship. So it lasts four and a half hours. So two hours of that is your dinner. And then the other two and a half hours is your actual tour of the ship. Now that is a little pricier. That is $134 per person. But again, it includes food and it includes your tour. Yeah, that might be, I mean, I'd have to look at the menu, (laughs) but yeah, um, I would, I'd probably be down if it's like, is it a tour or a ghost hunt? It's a tour, so it's not a hunt. Now, they do have more of a hunt here in a second, but first, they have another tour. So it's a similar tour to what I think you would get with dinner with the spirits, just not including the dinner. Mm -hmm. It is called the Paranormal Ship Walk. So if you want to ex-nay the the dinner part of it, it's a two-hour tour. Monday through Thursday, the price for that is $52 per person. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is $65 a person. But it is two hours. So I don't, even though I think that price sounds expensive, there's a lot of ghost tours I feel like we talk about that are like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And this one is a two hour long tour. And you're going to a lot of areas. I mean, this is a very big ship. Right. It's a little pricey to me for like a two hour just a tour think about the sorrel weed house we went there in savannah georgia and we did a ghost hunt which lasted like almost three hours and that was even cheaper and that was a hunt where they gave us like a tour let us sit in the dark and be terrified right i i don't know i that's the kind of thing i really like but i could see where you know everybody to each their own All right, the next tour that you can go on is the other one that I think is really up our alley too. It is the actual Paranormal Investigations Tour. 
And it is listed as three plus hours. So I would say a minimum of three hours. It's $97 per person. So a little pricey. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But it's not like they just set you loose. You are there with their, what they say, their resident paranormal investigator. So he's going to walk you through all the stuff that you need Mm -hmm. to know. And you get to go to a lot of the locations that aren't available to general public. And he's going to provide you equipment like the EVPs and stuff like that. Now, if you want to step it up a notch, if you have like a large group or something that you're going, you can also get a private paranormal investigation. Now, here's the thing with this. The pricing is a little bit different. It's $75 per person. However, it's a minimum of 10 people. So basically, your minimum amount that you're spending on this private tour needs to be $750, Mm -hmm. essentially. And then you can have more people than that. And it's actually cheaper if you have a big group, if you think about it. If you have at least 10 people, you would save a significant amount of money on the tour if you just all chipped in for the private tour right oh that sounds awesome that's what i would do right there i'd sign up for that one or the dinner because i'm always down for i I mean i think we should do both yes (laughs) one night one do the dinner so we can get good food and the whole lay of the land and then night two do an actual paranormal investigation i like that yep that's what we'll have to do Yes, one of these days, one of these days. Anyways, remember everybody, these prices are obviously subject to change. So definitely go to the website to look them up. These prices are what I pulled up today. So what you could book these for today. So obviously they could change it. So that's really the story of the Queen Mary. And what I love is that they really do talk about the paranormal stuff. There's several tour options out there. There's a special room that you can get, which I also love when there's a special room. A little bit pricey for that special room. But again, like we were saying earlier, every place on this ship is haunted. That's just the reality. I think even if you didn't want to spend that $514 on that big room, you could spend $99 on a completely sufficient room and probably have something happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's kind of cool about this place. I think it's all haunted. Is the pool open? Can we swim in the pool if we go? Every picture that I saw, it does not look like there's water in the pool. Okay. I've I've only seen pictures of a drained pool. So, got it. Okay. Well, we want to thank everybody again for listening to the show. Again, as I reminded people in uh, the beginning, you can come find us at yourhauntedholiday.com. You can also find us all over social media. We've got a Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram. We even have a YouTube channel um, where we post all of our episodes as well. Um, So please feel free to reach out, send us your recommendations and we just might do an episode on it. So, all right. Thank you everybody for listening. We will see you next week. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody.